Okay, with David Sackerman, mm-hmm. Big Exit is the short film. It's a comedy film, a uh, little bit of drama, a little bit of intensity. Uh, this this film reminded me of the film Office Space. The, the, yes, the, that an inspiration was, for your film? That was a, a big inspiration, yeah. Um, yeah, I was a big fan of also The Office growing up, but um, Office Space, that kind of aesthetic was really wanted what I wanted to like how I pictured this movie like there was like it was so static and the camera was like there was this dramatic effect almost to how the how everything was staged and how the camera moved though it was less verite and more it was theatrical yeah and that's what I what I liked about it well, there's that kind of like office aesthetic, right? Where it's like it's not really pretty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Offices. Um, it was honestly a little hard to find an ugly office for this, and honestly, our office. Uh, I think ours looked pretty nice, but um, but uh, I liked it's how like, it like, turned like, out. Yeah, there's like there's like it's kind of like wall like white walls in the background. It's like it's very like kind of grayish. Yeah. And, so. But yeah, like whites and whites and grays and blues. Yeah. But your 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 guy reminded me of like a Milton character from the office space where like definitely yeah underestimates him and then he gets the last laugh, right? Spoiler alert, yeah. So yes. <laughs> yeah, definite spoiler alert for both of those movies there. Yeah. yeah, I was um I definitely pictured him as a kind of a Milton. Um our actor was um Bill D. Russell. He's um a Chicago mainstay. He does a lot of horror also. Um, but yeah, he was fantastic in this. He was like, he brought such a perfect physicality to Josh and like really did have that, you know, that Milton magic. Yeah. And everybody's kind of like, in, in this case, in your film, everybody's kind of like a generation younger than him and like, yeah. yeah he's kind of like yeah they're almost like like a little revulsed by him like he's like he's like the awkward kid who wants to be friends with them but he's also like 30 years older than them and it's like they find it kind of off-putting so there's also really, i was gonna say there's some really interesting kind of like uh like moments in the film like little slight little things like when did you come up like on his on his screensaver on his computer it's like he has the he has like the the famous uh snl skit with uh patrick swayze and um sorry chris and chris farley where did like that's such a like such a random thing that like that's probably even before your time i guess yeah, it was. I um I saw it at a at a friend's house when they were watching a like best of SNL compilation when I was like twelve or something, and it kind yeah. of stuck in my head. But um, like I kind of pictured um Josh as like he if he'd gone into if he were a comedian he might be kind of a Chris Farley type. Like he's overweight, so he like he probably you know he would have embraced it, and he might have felt like like something kind of empowering seeing chris farley like having so much fun with it but also like it famously had this damaging effect on chris farley's psyche like constantly being like constantly having to make fun of himself for being fat and not good looking and of course he like he got very addicted to drugs and he died young so that was like 
I thought of that as, you know, something very sad that would have, would have kind there's of actually been a whole stuck in his in Bob Odekirk's uh, uh, biography, there's a whole chapter about that skit because he he came up with the idea. Better Bob Odekirk, who caught it, obviously now went up the fame. He's the Better Call Saul, but he was an SNL Love writer. Bob Odenkirk. Yeah, and he yeah. talked about that skit, and he talked about like that that basically that he had a whole chapter about it about like how he felt bad in hindsight to write that skit because it was like it was sort of like because he was saying that Farley was so talented. We didn't have to like paint yeah. her down to his making and making weight jokes, I guess, right? Yeah, he was incredibly talented. Yeah. He was so physical and like like he could do like that physical comedy better than anyone else. And like you know, I think Josh would have been a huge Chris Farley fan when he was younger and he was a he was a class clown when he was in school. Yeah. Like people probably he probably didn't people probably made fun of him instead of laughing with him a little more than he realized but i think he would have probably enjoyed that attention so tell me, about, tell me about the this let's talk about the script like tell me about the idea when did you like uh you wrote the screenplay it's pretty solid like kind of like like you know 10 minutes like when do you remember when you first kind of came up with the idea for this for this this story Oh yeah, it was um, it was a class assignment. I was at Columbia College, Chicago. In case anyone listening isn't from Chicago, because everyone who's not from Chicago gets confused. It was called Columbia that. with the Ivy League school in New York. Yeah. Yes. Um, but um, yeah, I was in a class where we were writing uh, scripts based on adaptations of various things we were learning to adapt, and our assignment was based on a true story adaptations. And uh, the week we got that assignment, there was a, like a wacky news headline from New Zealand about a guy whose name is also Josh getting laid off and hiring a clown to come in as his emotional support person for a meeting, <laughs> yeah. for the layoff meeting. And um, the clown didn't, uh, didn't make fun of the boss or anything because uh, I found out that later that that's actually against the the clown code to be uh, like to make fun of others yeah but um, no there's but a big yeah, I, clown I, there's a big thing there's a whole universe of clown people are clowns they can't steal each other's uh, paint uh, face paint either right they have to keep like nobody can steal each other's uh they have copyright and they you're right and they also can't yeah. their humor can only come from from action it can't come from judgments i guess it can't you can't make fun of anybody or talk down to anybody it has to come from like a, an action so that's the, that that is 100 part of the clown uh, code of conduct yeah. i only know because so, we showed a documentary film about it but go ahead uh, so yeah, AJ, uh, the clown in this movie might be, uh, you know, he might get in, in some trouble with the clown union or whoever it is. But um, <laughs> yeah, we also um, for to play him, we got um, an actual guy who's a professional who has professional clowning experience. So he was great, and he brought all of his own makeup and costume. Um, except a couple of things we provided, like the horn, which. I still have. So one second. Yeah. 
Ladies and gentlemen, he's going to get his horn. There he is. And here it is. Sound it off. <laughs> like like blow blow it blow like press the lever. Does it work? That's all it does, pretty much. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, we didn't. Uh, I definitely wanted the clown to be like no talking, just physical. That's yeah. that's the that's what the best clowns do. Not the the ones who have to live in the sewers, you know. The ones who make enough money for houses, they're good with the physical comedy. Okay, and so then, okay, so then you basically then you came up with this idea, but it's not a student project, right? It's like you kind of did it. Uh, yes, it um, it started as a student project though, but uh, by then it was COVID, so um, partway through pre production, our school changed the rules for filming so that school productions couldn't um, do location shoots. So basically, um, me and everyone in our class, like none of us wanted to shoot on set because our um, the soundstage options were pretty limited for our um, our sets. So all of us decided to finish producing independently. Gotcha. And then, and, so then um, you just you waited yeah. after school to 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 shoot it. Uh, well, it was. I was still enrolled at the time, but it was on a on a long weekend, oh, okay, Thursday gotcha. through Sunday. So, um, but yeah, I meant uh, you know we had a little less help from the school, and um, it was harder to it was harder because like we could no longer offer everyone class credit, and we didn't have a huge budget. So for most people, we just had to hope that they would um, they would be willing to stay on for people who'd already been doing the work so far. But um, fortunately around that time, there were also a couple of students, Avi Zephra and Darsh Thacker, who um, started a small production company and they um, they offered us a lot of services that the school would have. We just had to you know pay for them. Gotcha. But they were they were a big help in the process. You had, a pretty, you had a pretty, studios, you had a pretty big crew. Like on court, looking at your credits, you had a pretty, it's a pretty like a large crew and pretty good team of people helping you out with this film. Yeah, it was, you know, it's kind of, uh, I considered it as basically being my debut. And it's also a big showcase for the producers and every like all of the crew i wanted something really good we all wanted something really good to put on our reels so um so yeah we had a indiegogo campaign to raise the funds to and to do it right and my uh, my family was able to loan me a lot also um but yeah even even with uh, all that it was still like pretty uh pretty it was um it was hard a lot yeah. of the times like some some things had to be put together last minute and changed but um i think the art department in particular did a great job with the set and um so did our uh, our location manager who found that place and that was great um yeah it's okay where did, um, where did you shoot it like you shot it like in did you shot it in we shot it place? in in pilsen in an office it was that's um, a great location. How many I think it was on Surmac Road. 
How many days did you shoot? Sorry, what was that? How many days did you shoot? Four, four days, four day shoot. Um, the conference room scene at the end was a full day. Mm -hmm. And um, even so, um, there were a lot of limitations to that because um, for some of the angles, there wasn't enough room to put the camera inside the conference room. So we had to, um, we had to shoot like the shots of the, the other office workers, for example, laughing that had to be shot through the windows outside the conference room. Yeah. Like in the hall yeah. out there. And, um, so yeah, that looked a little, uh, like, I think you can notice it honestly. Yeah. Uh, which, so that wasn't, that wasn't what I hoped for it to look like, but, um, you know, it is what it is. Um, so where did you find? Also, we had to. Good. We also had to cut a lot of shoots uh, or um, a lot of shots. I'm sorry to expedite the process that sure. day, but I'm happy in general with how that scene turned out. We got everything we needed done. So how was I'm the? So sorry, what was your next question? To say how was like we're like you got a great cast. Like how where did you find your cast? You alluded to the the lead before. Who's got a great, he's a great performance because it's almost like he's hiding in his shirt. Absolutely, neck, yeah. It's kind of fantastic, his little subtleties. Yes. Where did you find Our him? costume designer also did a great job with them. Uh, our costume designer, Ash McDowell, yeah. who was also my roommate at the time. So where did you find your cast? Um, the cast we found on Backstage. Um, I just put out a, a casting call. Unfortunately, Chicago is in my opinion, possibly the best city in the U.S. for uh, for actors, like journeyman actors willing to help students out. And um, we found all these great, like kind of part-time actors and people who have a lot of experience. Like for example, um, our guy who played the boss, Halco, Michael Pittner, he had a small role on The Bear. He had, um, I believe it was a speaking role um good show yes it's a great show it's part of uh it's a chicago great chicago show you know um yeah and you know like i said bill was in like he's very prolific in the local horror industry local horror films and you know our other guys are they work steadily too they're great so and uh, I think at least all, all or most of them have had some office experience. So I liked having that, um, their their quality like that. They were very natural in that environment. So tell me about your, your, uh, your setting up the film with your D, with your DP. Did you guys, did you, it's like one location. Um, so did you guys have like a set shot list? Did you like storyboard anything? Like how was that process? Oh, that's a whole story. Um, RDP, Mei Ling Marzoni, was a last-minute replacement because she was our first AC, but then our original DP, who I'd been planning with for months, like since the project started, just told me the night before that he hadn't gotten the COVID tests that we were requiring and he couldn't come anymore. What do you mean? Um, well, it was still um, it was still COVID. It was March 2021. And we were requiring everyone to get um, the um, the drive through 
uh, like you know, shot? the not the shots, the um, like the the tests. I don't know if the I think it was the very beginning of vaccines, so we weren't requiring that yet because not everyone yeah. could get them. But um, you know, yeah, to go through a drive-through and they had to do a um, I think it's the PCR test where they shoved the big Q-tip up your nose. Yeah, and everyone everyone did that except him, and so like. Legally, we just couldn't let him on set, so we had to well, why replace him. Do it, though? What was the story there? I don't know. Um, he barely communicated anything, and um, yeah, honestly, I'd had a lot of troubles with communication with him since the project started, and with uh, him meeting his deadlines. And um, he didn't do the storyboards either. We had a like a division of labor with those. And I did like half of them and he was supposed to do the other half, but he only did some of them and the ones he did were hard to use. So basically, um, mailing Marzoni, fortunately, who was, um, I think a sophomore at the time, she's still a Columbia student. Um, our first AC was willing to step up and be the DP. And we also had to replace the camera that our previous guy was supposed to be providing at last minute for a few hundred extra dollars. And um, fortunately, May did an, a great job. She was really professional. But basically, um, since we didn't have enough of our storyboards and I did have like a specific idea for setups, um, I basically had to do that like kind of last minute every like every night at the end of the shoot date she and I had a meeting and we discussed storyboards for the next day so that was it was uh pretty so we weren't super prepared but fortunately she knew exactly what to do and she was very on the ball and I was catching up the whole time so it was chaos on my end but uh, so I don't recommend that as a filmmaking um, practice. Get everything as prepared as you can before you go in. Don't like, don't uh, make it up on the day before. Or like, I've previously also made the mistake of trusting that I can describe shots to people in words, but I can't. It is like, it's impossible. I'm just like, so put the camera here. No, 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 here, and then like, kind of, kind of like push in or move it around or something and it's like you know i have this really specific idea in my brain and it's easy if i draw it but describing it is like it is impossible for me so don't do that <laughs> so it sounds like it would like well that's like like a lot of these kind of projects you kind of like but you like you didn't quit and you just kind of like went with it and you, you yeah it was it, it was nine months or Six to nine months of work. Yeah. Um, but no, it was six this, months. This guy, I guess. Describing this guy, it seems like a blessing in the skies. He sounds like a nightmare. I mean, he was a he was polite at least, but not professional. Who who like who cares about being being nice and polite? It's about getting the job done, right? Yeah, yeah. Being a, you have to. Yeah, that was one of those instances where I'm like. There were red flags. I probably should have had like a stern talking to with him at least about reliability yeah. beforehand. And I'm honestly wondering if he just like intentionally didn't get the COVID test so. because yeah. like 
you know, because he like signed on back when he was still getting school credit and we hadn't negotiated like we already had our budget set and we had limited funds. So we hadn't negotiated paying it all. But he said he was fine with that. So I was wondering if he just like decided he'd rather get out of it. And he made an excuse. Yeah, sounds like it. Yeah. Sounds like fear. Yeah. So we send the audience to you, uh, feedback to you. What did you think about the audience had to say about your film and the feedback video that we sent you? I was like, I loved that uh, they had so many nice things to say about it. I mean, I'm honestly a little still surprised every time, like, like people praise it. Like I, you know, I have a lot of doubts about myself. I'm never sure if uh, like, you know, sometimes I think it's good and sometimes I think it looks totally amateurish because, you know, it was an amateur production, but, um, but, you know, it was like, it was great knowing that like people were able to, connect with it and they you know they saw like something in it that i was not even entirely sure about when i was writing it like even uh like even my when i first wrote it um as the assignment i was really surprised by like how much my teacher and all my classmates loved it like i didn't like at the time, I just, like, I didn't have any plans to make it when I was writing it, but I kind of, I guess I just unknowingly wrote something that really, you know, hit a nerve for people, especially people who've been in the workplace environment. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah it was great it, to man. hear all the, yeah, it was great to hear all the, um, all the people in the feedback videos saying, like, saying that they could connect with it so well. And giving me the best story award, that was that was amazing too. Well, I wish you the ultimate best of success. And I'm, I'm, I see, I'm seeing on your Facebook page you've made another film since then. So things yes. are going well. You're in Los Angeles now. I am. Yeah, I'm in in North Hollywood, and uh, I have only a weekend job in film right now, but it's uh, one that I really like. I'm reading scripts and books and doing coverage. That's good. It's a good way to learn. Yeah, so, yeah if any of you are in college, uh, learn how to do script coverage. Any of your listeners, it's a great skill to learn if you want to get a job in Hollywood or a really good internship. Yeah, and there's like, that's a, that's a good trade to have. It's like, it's... Yes. Uh, Easier said than done, because uh, that's something that we do a oh, lot. Yeah. So basically, yeah. So if you got it, if you got what it takes. Yeah, definitely, hundred percent. Yeah. All and right, Mr. for my new. Go ahead. Or, um, sorry, I was just gonna say that uh, my new film is a World War II comedy drama called The Full Armor, and um, it's not done yet, but um. You know, if you follow me on Instagram at David Waffles McGraw Sackerman, all of those words are spelled the same way they sound. Um, that, um, yeah, look for updates and I will share more about that as I finish it over the next couple of months. It's in post production now. Um, yeah, I have high hopes for that one. And, um, if you also want to learn more about Big Exit, follow us on Instagram at Big 
exit.shortfilm.2023. And you'll get to see um, we're in the running for a lot of festivals right now. So hopefully we will uh, have some more updates on that end. And hopefully maybe you can see a big exit somewhere near you in a 100%. theater. All right, man. Yes. Well, congratulations on the success of the film. And like I said, let's talk. Well, why don't we talk when uh, if we showcase another film of yours in the future? For sure. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. One, two, three, four, five, six.